In the beginning there was Jack, and Jack had a groove, and from this groove came the grooves of all grooves. And while one day viciously throwing down on his box, Jack boldly declared, let there be house, and house music was born. Well, that's the short version, one that's boomed from speakers in Chicago and throughout the world for nearly 35 years. The story of house music is the story of Chicago, just like Go-Go is the story of D.C., or Techno tells a Pacific tale of Detroit before Big Sean and Eminem. The story of house dates back four decades to the original DJs and music performers who dared to reject previous labels to free themselves of previous genre and gender boundaries in service of a spiritual sound that defied religious dogma and recognized rhythm as its only muse. To share the story of house music is to spin a silken web in hopes of catching invisible waves of sound. Who better to spin that web than a black widow? Enter Danny Sanders, journalist, spoken word artist, historian? Today we enter the house that Danny built. I'm Valerie Johnson and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. Brought to you by A1 Pestmasters. For all your exterminating and pest control needs, call A1 Pestmasters. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. Hey everybody, this is Valerie Johnson and welcome to Interludes. I'm very happy to have a very talented uh, singer-songwriter and also a journalist uh, who goes by the name of Black Widow, but we're gonna we're gonna bring on Danny Sanders. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Ah, relieved. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> a collective sigh. <laughs> oh my gosh. As a performer, do you consider yourself a poet, musician, or something else? Um, I consider myself an artist and a creative. That's what I would call myself. Um, as a writer, it, you know, you write all types of things. I write poems, I write short stories, I write articles for the paper. So I definitely just consider myself an artist. Yeah. Got so because the artist covers all of it. You don't have to define which it one. Does. If you're creative, you know, it kind of we always say we're like octopus because <laughs> you're always dipping and dabbling in different things. So and I never started out as a our, um, a music artist. I started out as a writer and that evolved to poetry and then that evolved even more. So you just try not to put yourself in any kind of box like that because you never know what your evolution is going to be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I know probably in, I want to say 83 is probably my first exposure to house music. Uh, when was your first time hearing house music? I was actually uh, in fourth grade 
and I was at Chicago State University. I was at a summer camp at Chicago State um, University, and my camp counselor was Pink House from WKKC. And in between our break, he would be playing house music, and I would always be like, what kind of music is that? Because we'd just be dancing, uh, dancing around, and he told me it was house music, and I immediately went home. I was listening to his show. I was listening to BMX and just in my room dancing. I always tell people my first club was my my bedroom because <laughs> I was too young to do anything else. So I would just dance in my room. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. And and growing up in Chicago as a kid in the seventies and eighties, hearing house music meant going to sets, following DJs. Did you go to parties at like Mendel High School, Leo, Providence, St. Mel to dance to music as you got older? Uh, in the teenage years, I did a little bit. I never went to Mendel. Um, like I always say, I'm 45. So I missed a lot of the 80s. I was in grade school. So it wasn't until high school. I did a couple of parties at Leo, but I had very strict parents. <laughs> so I didn't get a lot of partying um, during my teenage years. So a lot of what I heard was, like I said, on the radio. Oh, okay. And and the warehouse or the Funky Buddha Lounge, did, did you ever get a chance to, you didn't get a chance to go to any of those? Never went. Yeah, never went to the warehouse. I did. Um, I probably came in on the tail end okay. of the Funky Buddha Lounge days. Okay. <laughs> you know, when I was, because you're, you're talking now, 90, 92, 93, around that area, that's when I started coming out, you know, or was able to actually come out. So it was around, I think I was on the tail end of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also when I was uh, around that same time, there was Cliff Livingston's, um, I forgot, he was on the north side on, on, uh, it was the Cliff Livingston's. I forgot the name of the place that it was at, but it was it did a lot of house music as well. So but that was definitely my mm -hmm. area. If you and I were in D.C., we might be having this conversation about go-go music. In Detroit, we might be talking about techno. Uh, what is it that makes house music in right. Chicago's gift to the world? Oh, man. Um, you know, I always tell people... It is such an experience, you know, it's not. And I guess we have these kind of local, I kind of compare it to stepping. It's so much more than just music. It's a culture. Yeah. It's a, a lifestyle um, yeah. to a certain degree. Um, you know, I'm born and raised in the church and I see so many similarities between church fellowship and house fellowship. Oh my God. Um, it's just really a community. You know, it's a community and because the music is welcoming and positive and energizing, that feeling that you get, I get very similar and even inspirational depending on what song you're listening to in house music. I kind of compare it to praise dancing sometimes. <laughs> Those yeah. are very uh, specific moments that kind of find us as a community. So I see it's so much more than a genre of music. It's really a culture. Yeah, I, I would I would love to see a I would love to see a film on that. One of my other favorites early tracks I used to love was Follow Me, because I just love that that message. Follow mm -hmm. me, follow me. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I'll follow you what you're doing. Yeah. And then that 
um and and in the clubs <laughs> it was in the clubs you're just you're moving and grooving and people are like you don't have to know how to dance just get on this dance floor and do what you're gonna do and that was always encouraged and that I, that vibe is something that is missing follow me follow me I tell my kids all the time, like, y'all don't know how to party. Like, we, when you gather in those spaces, it's it's so much more people assume, you know, you go to clubs and you're drinking, blah, blah, blah. It really isn't about that. It is people who have come to release, mm. to let go. Right. And I have met people that have become long life friends on dance floors because we've connected through the music. So it's really, it's so much, it's really an experience that, like I said, is rooted in community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I was listening to Love Manifesto. How did that come to be? And what was the creative uh, process behind that track? The DJ and producer, DJ Immaculate, um, we've worked together a couple of times. Uh, he is also um, head of the label that I'm on, uh, Terry Hunter's label, Teasebox Records. And he sent me a track and said, you know, I'm thinking about doing this song or, you know, this song, I think I want to call it Love Manifesto. What do you think? Take a listen and let me know. And initially he had an idea to make the song kind of like a love message to the world based on everything that had been happening in the world. We need a manifesto to combat the hate and all of that. But when I listened to it, I immediately had a different reaction. I just started thinking about romantic love and that the, the instrumentation just made me think of if I could just write it down, mm -hmm. what kind of love I wanted in my life what would that look like so that's what I wrote and I sent it to him and he was like well that wasn't what I was thinking but let's go with it I like it and it started from there so that's how Love Manifesto came uh, Immaculate did the track I wrote the lyrics and it came together very beautifully so uh, yeah because I, I, I watched the video uh, several times and one thing I love about it um, when I was young when, if, uh, with house music uh, back then, sometimes I would not see anyone older in the music videos. It would just it would just be someone young and not to diss anyone that's under the age of 25 or something mm -hmm. like that. But it was just so refreshing to see people who looked like me and they were established adults and, and they were yeah. enjoying the music that I grew up with, that you grew up with. Um, how did the video come, yes. come about? Uh, the video came about on, uh, you know, during the pandemic, I've been taking walks. So I had been walking around and found, I was just sitting in this park and I was like, I think I want to do a video for Love Manifesto. And I just kind of called in a couple of favors <laughs> from um, people that I know, other creatives, and kind of told them the idea and literally used 
my friends and family who were couples um, to be in it because I wanted it to be very authentic. So the older couple, those are my parents uh, <laughs> who have been together almost 30 plus years. Uh, my friends and their husbands, they've been together long term and I wanted it to be diverse. I wanted it to reflect the beauty of all of our different relationships and I think it came across because the people that were in it are genuinely in love with each other. So it, it being able to, um, obviously we had Terry and Immaculate did a little guest spot in there, but it was my girlfriends and couples that I've known and met along the way in the house community. So I was very happy with it. And was this a pre or post coronavirus shoot? This was during coronavirus, right? Yeah, this was during coronavirus. So we um, literally filmed everyone separately. <laughs> so we had like my mom and dad would come and shoot their scenes. And our dan our two dancers, Erica Jarvis and uh, Tekken, they would come and shoot their scene. But we did everything separate so we could, you know, be safe. <laughs> I mean, thankfully we were outdoors and, you know, people had masks on when they weren't shooting, but, you know, I still had girlfriends who were doing my hair and makeup, but we all were out there masked up <laughs> and six feet apart as much as possible. So. And what park did you pick? Where, where were you walking and you were like, okay, I'm going to use this place. Right behind the Museum of Science and Industry, Jackson Park. I was, I've been walking there throughout the pandemic and I think I saw that area with new eyes mm -hmm. and I was usually, you know, closer to 63rd, but I started coming back towards the museum and I just started seeing these pockets of just beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful spaces. And I would usually drive to the Botanic Gardens all the way on the north side. And I'm like, look at this beautiful gym that we have right here in the backyard. And I just thought it was so, it was just so pretty. And when I would go, you'd see couples having picnics or families having picnics. So it just, I was sitting there like this would be the perfect, <laughs> the perfect place. So I, I love the location. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, because I'm sitting there going, I'm like, where did they, was this shot in New York? I mean, I was, I, I had all kind of crazy ideas in my mind. Like, where is this, is this Grant Park? Or where is, okay, if she's local, it's got to be here in Chicago. So yeah, I just, in my brain, I didn't know where. In the right past. The south side. Yeah, I know, right here, right here on the South Side. In the past, at times, we think about dance, yep. dance, music, and clubs crowded sweaty clubs in our current COVID and maybe one day post COVID world, should we rethink the role of the DJ and dance music in our lives? Uh, you know, I think the pandemic has actually heightened how important the DJ is. And I say that because there have been so many DJs who have really gotten us through this pandemic by going live on, you know, whether it was Facebook at the time or now Twitch with these live shows that have kept us together through these chats and we're still connecting. And for some of us who've been very isolated, depending on, that's your time to connect with people. Music has just been, I've been completely floored by the level of artistry and creativity that DJs and artists and singers have been using to continue to keep us connected 
through the through the art form mm -hmm. even though we can't gather together mm -hmm. physically one of the things that we've talked about amongst my friend group is that if we're ever able to gather like that again will we be more appreciative will we stop bringing our phones and and filming everything and just focus on connecting the way we used to because We've been doing the phone and the computer thing for months now, and I don't know about anybody else, but I can't wait to just be on a dance floor and, and get that energy from the DJ and vice versa and hug my friends and, you know, dance together. And we start wondering, you know, before the pandemic, you know, DJs became almost, you know, these performers and everyone would have their phone to record them, but nobody, people weren't dancing. So are we gonna get back to what we used to do? Because it, you don't miss anything until it's gone. And a lot of us are missing it right now. I know, so, <laughs> I, I know we're missing it big time. Of all the names of, of picking as a performer, why did you pick the name Black Widow? I'm curious. It, you know, it's a funny story. It was very, I didn't use a lot. I thought the story of the Black Widow spider was funny. And uh, I always tell people I was going through a divorce at the time, so that probably had something to do with it. But uh, a Black Widow spider, um, when she mates, she kills her mate. So... <laughs> I, I just thought that whole concept was hilarious. And I figured, you know, I'm going to be lethal, you know, with my words or whatever. But <laughs> that's where it came from. I wish I had a better, more, you know, philosophical answer, but I don't. It was literally, I thought it was a funny story. And I said, I'm going to be lethal with my words. So I'm going to call myself Black Widow. You're funny because I, I it, for, for someone that's supposed to be a lethal or whatever, you came up with a love manifesto. So you can talk about love. <laughs> it, it's, it, my friends would tell you, like, it's very opposite of what I've normally, um, some of the things I normally write. But obviously I'm in a, a, a very different place, you know, coming, you know, post-divorce and 10 plus years later, uh, just happy and joyful and, you know, at a place where I feel like I'm ready to accept um, that kind of love that I talk about. Um, and that, you know, that takes some healing and some dealing with some stuff. So it, it's seeing my own personal evolution through my words is, is I feel like I'm in a good place. So I feel like I'm going to manifest what kind of love I want in my life and, <laughs> and wait for it to come. Here's a sample of Love Manifesto from Black Widow and Immaculate from T-Box Records. I want a love that heals every bruise, every scar, every heartache. Love me. Love me like your life depended on it. Love me like my heart holds the antidote to every ailment in your soul. Love. Love is an action, a verb, a responsibility. The act of placing another's heart inside your hands and guarding it fiercely. Freeing, healing, liberating is protection from life's cold. Warms the soul, refreshes the spirit, rejuvenates the mind. In the, in the future for performers, it looks like for right now, we're probably doing things virtual. Any plans to have a virtual performance for you and DJ Immaculate for the Love Manifesto? 
we are trying to put together something now. We're, we're trying to figure out um, how we want to go about this at this point, because you're right. Um, right now, everything is going to be virtual. And quite frankly, even when things open, there, I think there's always going to be a virtual component um, to it. So we're trying to come up with something that would be unique and interesting. So hopefully soon, <laughs> but I, I don't have anything um, directly scheduled. Okay. All right. Well, if someone wanted to uh, reach out to you and get the single uh, Love Manifesto, I believe it was released the first part of October. How can people reach out and, and find yeah. out about The Black Widow? Um, you can go to my website, uh, blackwidowsweb.com. That's B-L-K, widowsweb.com. Um, it's the same handle on all social media. The song Love Manifesto is available for purchase on TrackSource and is now streaming on Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, Pandora. So you can get it, you can stream it, you can download it, you can buy it and then check out the video, which is on YouTube now under the Teasebox record label. So we're out here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see it. And you, you've you been hustling. So that's a that's a beautiful thing. Danny Sanders, thank you so much for, uh, for so joining me, a.k.a. Black Widow. And I'm Valerie Johnson. Thank you for having me. And I'm Valerie Johnson. And this is Interludes. There's more to our interview with Danny Sanders. For her impressions on her favorite interviews as a journalist, hint, including her conversation with actress Viola Davis and musician Robert Glasper. Check out our Zoom interview extra on the Interludes website. Next time on Interludes. The more that you're able to understand the sacrifice that has been made in order to be given to, I think that also can bring about a heart of wanting to give to someone else. The season of giving is upon us. What are we truly grateful for? We're giving thanks in a very different holiday season coming up on a special edition of Interludes. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson, original music intro and outro by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production brought to you by a1 pest masters for all your exterminating and pest control needs call a1 pest masters at area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1 pestmasters.com when you book your appointment with a1 pest masters tell them that you heard it on the podcast called interludes interludes